Good morning. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner of World Weather Incorporated, and this is your World Weather Update for Wednesday, October the 25th. Well, a big snow event getting underway across the northern plains of the U.S., and as we go forward through these next two and a half days, we're going to see some impressive snow accumulations. It's going to come in two waves across the region. The first one is underway now, coming out of Montana and working its way into North Dakota. As we go forward through the day today, this first wave will likely lose its intensity and uh, we'll likely see only light amounts of snowfall in northeastern North Dakota and northern Minnesota as well as southern Manitoba. But the second wave of energy will begin in Montana and parts of Wyoming as we go forward through the night tonight and it will race across the Dakotas as we go forward into the wee hours of the morning on Friday. Uh, and uh, So Thursday night into Friday is when that second wave will get fired up and we'll see impressive accumulations in eastern North Dakota and northern portions of Minnesota. The uh, total accumulations across North Dakota and Montana will likely be 6 to 12 inches. There will be some spots that might get more than 12 inches and we'll look for a very strong gradient of lighter snowfall occurring to the south of this. So portions of South Dakota will see 2 to 5 inches. That'll be in the west and the north. Uh, maybe some localized amounts to 8 inches near the uh, uh, border of North Dakota and north central South Dakota. But I'm not expecting to see much away of significant snow in southeastern parts of South Dakota or in central or southern Minnesota. It'll be too warm in those areas. A little bit of snow at the end of the event. Anyway, the bottom line for the U.S. outside of the snow event is uh, certainly one that's going to turn bitterly cold in the northern plains. Low temperatures in the single digits and teens coming up in the snow-covered areas. We'll see sub-zero readings in parts of Montana, and we'll also see sub-zero readings in southern Alberta and southwestern parts of Saskatchewan. But all of these areas will have snow on the ground when that happens. Temperatures will get cold in other parts of the central United States as we go through the weekend into next week. We'll likely see temperatures dropping below freezing down through a big part of the plains and eventually bring some frost to parts of West Texas. And that may also come with some freezing temperatures that might help defoliate some of the cotton crop. This will likely occur as we go from Sunday into Monday and will likely help to defoliate that crop so that harvesting can occur more aggressively. Eventually, the cold air will spread into the Midwest, too. We'll look for freezes to occur in many areas there as we finish out the weekend and especially early next week. The rainfall in today's forecast models hasn't changed greatly in this first week of the outlook. We are going to still see significant amounts of moisture occurring in the U.S. Uh, plains and western Corn Belt. The total amounts of precipitation at this point, though, are really uh, going to be greatest in portions of Oklahoma and uh, into uh, some neighboring areas of eastern Kansas and some of these areas have already seen some of that significant precipitation occur with more than four inches occurring overnight. The precipitation will work its way into Iowa and parts of northwestern Illinois and eventually into the Great Lakes region. A second little disturbance will likely bring some more precipitation to the northern delta as we finish out the weekend and move early into next week. This is still very similar to yesterday's forecast. So I don't see a lot that's changed here. Uh, in the second week of the forecast, there was a boost in precipitation in the central parts of the United States and into the parts of the corn and soybean producing areas. I still believe this system is being overdone by the GFS, so be very careful with that. Down in South America, that is the most important area of interest today, and it looks like the European model has backed off on precipitation for center west portions of Brazil. And this is very important because the European model has been way too wet, as far as I'm concerned, all week long, and the GFS was leading the way in the first 
10 days of the forecast, minimizing some of the rain in Mato Grosso. Well, Mato Grosso's forecast on the European model is now in line with the GFS, and I think that this looks very good. We'll see a couple tenths to three quarters of an inch of rain in the first week of the outlook, and probably out almost 10 days in some spots. That kind of rainfall, with temperatures still in the upper 90s through one, lower 100s, will not be enough. And so drying will continue, and crop stress will continue, even though there will be a few showers out there. And I am still of the opinion we will see improving shower activity as we go deeper into November, but it's going to take a little while, and I'm not convinced it's going to be real impressive. Now, as we go and look at Argentina's forecast today, I'd say the majority of Argentina is still looking at a similar pattern to that of yesterday. I don't really see a whole lot that's been changed. Uh, with that said, the 6Z run has reduced some of the precipitation that was advertised previously in parts of Buenos Aires and La Pampa as well as southern Cordoba, but some of that reduction was a little overdone, and we'll see how well that comes around. Almost all of the meaningful precipitation in Argentina is week two and not in week one, so I don't think you're going to see a tremendous amount of change in this first week of the outlook. It's still dry in Australia, and in Australia, I would be much more of, uh, concerned about the temperatures coming up over the next couple of days. This morning, we saw frost occur in parts of uh, Victoria. Temperatures got down close to freezing. There were actually a spot or two that did get down below freezing, but those are probably higher elevated areas, so not a big issue. As we go into the morning tomorrow, though, the skies will likely clear off at least a little better, and the winds are going to lighten up, and that's going to allow for frost to become more widespread from Victoria into southern New South Wales, and the potential for some freezes will be there, too, and that could uh, lead to some damage to uh, winter wheat, barley, and canola that are either approaching or actually in the reproductive process. Uh, the models this morning did try to generate a little bit more rainfall in Queensland and parts of northeastern New South Wales in the second week of the forecast, and I think a little bit of that is probably okay, uh, but it's probably also a little overdone. But this moisture will be good for unirrigated uh, cotton and sorghum that are supposed to be planted this time of the year. There will be no field work until significant rain falls. Most of the precipitation advertised is not going to begin until we get out a full week from now, and most likely in the following, the second weekend of the two-week outlook. All right, outside of that, still stormy in Europe. There's no big changes there, and in parts of the CIS, we're going to continue to see waves of rain occurring as well, impacting parts of Ukraine and Russia's southern region. It's still a, a favorable environment for improving the moisture profile. The question is, is will it be warm enough, long enough for the crops to fully benefit? And that's something we'll be watching. I do think that the crop establishment will improve. This is meteorologist Drew Lerner.